Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Two way to your watering hole. Hey, y'all. What up, y'all? Party people, can you hear me? I can hear you. I don't know how clear it's going to be, but we're going to work it out. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome. It's another episode of ATL Watering Hole. Yes, yes, yes. yes. How are you feeling, Miss Fells? I know you've been busy this week. I have been busy. I'm feeling okay. I'm blessed that tomorrow is Friday. I still don't feel great. I still don't feel like we're where we need to be. I will say it was a good week in court. I've had I had court um three times this week, two in okay. person, one virtually. Um, and all three appearances went my way. So they had me feeling like Annalise Keaton. I'm like, oh, I don't that's always a good week for a defense attorney if you know absolutely absolutely well i feel like um as you know i work part-time um for a large personal injury firm and uh i've been working even though i'm not supposed to be working i work full-time this week really it's a lot going on but at the same time i'm grateful tomorrow is happy hour day shout out to unbutton happy hour absolutely looking forward to connecting with the homies the prior weekend the week friday i went to an event that one of our shout out to ellen because he made some really good drinks and it's to the point where i you know I'm, i've been making the drink just about every day so i don't know if that's a good thing what's the name of his company southwest syrup so you guys get into it check it out get into it yeah. He is on social media by Southwest Syrup, I believe is the handle on IG. He is available for your parties, your events, to bartend and give you some really good drinks. We applaud you, young king. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thug fizzle. So this week, our It's a Vibe is Miss Kiki Palmer. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Okay, I just wanted to make sure it was Kiki. I could be wrong. No, it me. Kiki? <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it's it Kiki. It is Kiki. Yeah, it is Kiki. We gonna know that instead of yes. aging ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I don't mind aging myself. I'm um I'm, I'm I stand. What do you call it? Ten toes down in my okay. age because I don't look my age. I don't act my age. <laughs> so you know the bones ain't aching. Every once in a while, the left knee try to act up on me, but I get her in line. So I can't say that part. The bones are aching. <laughs> The brain is fading. <laughs> like, right. So she is the lead in Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Absolutely. And I've heard nothing but good things thus far. Okay. I'm looking forward to going to see it. As you know, you know, in the past, I would have been there by now. I would have been there on opening night. Um, but Darnell's birthday is today, actually. But um oh, last weekend so he told me to wait for him and you know I don't do that but <laughs> well you can compromise I gave him my word that I would wait but I heard nothing but good things about the movie and I'm so excited for her I'm so excited for what this role may open up for her coming up she is also one of the co-hosts newer co-hosts for the show that I watch on HBO Max called Legendary it's so good it's basically following the ball culture the LGBTQ culture and their dances and routines and it is just amazing I really like that show so yes she is one of the co-hosts on the third season Kiki been doing this since she was 11 years old she is not 
new to this. She true to this. I saw something where she was saying she didn't feel like she got as big a break as she could. And interestingly enough, or should have gotten, my friend Mario, whom I was chatting with the other day, he was saying she's completely right. It's because of colorism that she's not where some other people who are lighter than her are. And he said that he thinks Disney Channel kills all of Black Star's future. He's like, if you if you want your acting career to die, go on, start out on Disney. I don't know how I feel about that. Obviously, I was a huge That's So Raven fan. And I guess Raven's career didn't really take off much after That's So Raven, depending on who you ask. I mean, she was on The View for a while, but I didn't really see too much from her after that. Raven is an oddball to me, just because I did expect more from her in terms of her fame I guess because of when she was on the Cosby show she was such a breakout star from that but it feels to me like she got pigeonholed into just kid things yeah and that's what I think they say about a lot of Disney stars like once you start out in this kid-like role people have a hard time seeing you as anything else he was saying is that true for Kiki Palmer and I was saying oh my gosh whenever I think of Kiki Palmer my brain automatically goes to Akilah and the Bee. So Kiki been grown for a long time now, and I'm still picturing her as this little 11-year-old in a spelling bee. So to a certain extent, that may be true about Disney Channel stars. Like once we're used to seeing you in a certain light or as a child, it's hard for us to picture you as an adult. Well, that's true. And that brings us to our topic. One of the topics for today is talking about colorism, because as Kiki is promoting the Nope movie, people have been comparing her to Zendaya. Or is it Zendaya? I always say her name. I say Zendaya, but I don't know which one it is. I've never heard her say her name. (laughs) Right, right. But the point is, there's been a lot of comparisons between her as of late, I guess, because of Nope coming out. And I would have to say that Nope is, I guess, the first, I guess, really adult role that I'm aware of that Kiki is in. And then with Zendaya, she's doing Euphoria, which is a very adult role, even though it's technically supposed to be a teenager in that Mm -hmm. show. So she's won an Emmy for that. I think she's one of the youngest to win an Emmy award for Best Actress in a Drama Series. Kiki was responding to some of the tweets about comparing her to Zendaya, Zendaya, and how she's like, she is in, there's no need to compare them. And I agree. I don't think we should be comparing them because they're just, they're way too different. I don't really feel like Kiki is that dark. Okay, let me just say, I said the same thing and got chewed the fuck out, okay? I was like, honestly, I don't know if we can blame it totally on colorism because they're really not that far off complexion-wise. And somebody was like, you're asleep. You must be blind. They're nothing alike. And I'm like, maybe I'm missing it. But I think that colorism is a little bit more than just the shade. It's the entire look. And that's what my best friend brought to my attention. It's the whole look, right? It's the straight hair. It's the thinner build. It's the features. Kiki looks more like straight black. Okay. So I was going to say, you definitely can't say she's not, I guess, slim built. Kiki is not thick at all. No, no, no. You can be slim built and still look African-American. Like your facial features, your hair can be kinky instead of straight those things not her shape then they don't got none of that going on she is no. definitely straight up and down she is quite she has a I more, guess more looker, with the looker. european features i guess you know obviously her mother is white so she's i guess easier on the palette but if we're going 
based upon solely on skin color, they don't look that far off. It's not that huge of a difference. Well, one of my favorite famous people is Gabrielle Union, and I enjoy reading her book. Um, the first book she came out with. I believe it was that we're going to need more wine. Um, I saw several times where she referenced having a hard time breaking into sitcoms and just Hollywood in general as an actress who had a different type of hair and had a different complexion. She was like, you know, I would go and I would be basically typecast out of things because of my culture. So the mm -hmm. things that I think we don't even really think about Maybe some of what they're referring to when they're saying like colorism, maybe people get typecast from things. And so maybe Kiki didn't get as many offers for roles or got offers, but never really got the same roles. I don't know, because mm -hmm. I guess the question of why people were even comparing the two of them in the first place was because they would have been in the same age bracket of those Disney Channel kids that tried to make that leap. And I think Kiki may have auditioned or done a pilot for a show and Disney decided not to pick it up, but they picked up the show with Zendaya because she had a show on Disney Channel called Zapped or something like that. Obviously, Zendaya has been able to bridge that gap, be seen as an adult, get different types of roles now. Kiki hasn't necessarily had that same break because I can't really even think of anything where I knew Kiki to be a lead and it was like, dang, that's a role. She was acting her ass off. I can't think that's of true. it. That's true. That's true. Right. I do feel like as of now, we're starting to see her in those more adult roles. That's the question. Why did it take her so long? And I think that people were putting colorism as one of those reasons. Right. Because it's certainly not because she can't act. The girl right. is very talented and she's a triple threat, just like Zendaya in a sense, because in terms of she does music, she does acting, she does hosting. Yeah. At one point, she was a co-host for, what was it, Good Morning America, I think? Mm -hmm. She was. She was. Would you say that you've had to deal with, I guess, colorism in your life? Oh, I'm sure I have. I just, I guess I don't really understand to what extent, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there are times people didn't hire me because of what I looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just know that in Hollywood, it's probably harder, I guess. A lot more prevalent, maybe. That industry is based solely on what you look like. I do think, you know, the legal industry, what we look like ha does play a part, but it's more about what we know at a certain point. And it's so crazy because I think people hear colorism and think it's a white thing, like white people are out inappropriately passing judgment on black people. I think we do it to ourselves, Absolutely. if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, 100% yeah. yeah, a lot of times where I felt like I was colorized or felt that type of friction, it was from people my complexion, my <laughs> black folks. Like, who right. made me feel that way? Right. I remember my, my dad telling this story. Lord rest my grandmother's soul. My grandmother is light-skinned. When my dad started dating my mother, my grandmother supposedly made the comment that, oh, so you're going to be bringing some dark-skinned babies in my house. Mm. And so he was a little taken aback by that. But my grandmother had a very harsh nature. I, I reflect on that sometimes when I would think of my interactions with my grandmother. She never said anything about my complexion. But just knowing that in the back of my mind kind of gave me a weird feeling, I guess, to know that she said something like that. Like, is there something wrong with being dark skinned? And mm -hmm. I will say that I have, as a child, struggled uh, to some degree with my complexion. 
And that's just because like what you see on TV or if I had friends that were of a lighter complexion and they got more attention from boys, I took that some type of way. I definitely felt like that growing up. Yeah. And I had a conversation one time with my son. His father is light skinned, but Darren has taken more complexion to me. He made the comment that him and his friends don't like to date dark skinned girls. And I'm like, what is that about? Like if the girl is attractive, she's attractive regardless of her complexion. Obviously that's something that they're hearing from other kids and in the environment. It's nothing I've ever said to him that there's something wrong with your complexion. But I I do have a, a sort of sensitivity when people focus too much on my complexion. Like if somebody points out that I'm darker than somebody, I'm like, okay, well, what what is the point of pointing that out? Like, I don't understand. Or you You get that whole, you're cute for a dark skin chick. What does that mean? What does that even mean? What is that? So the majority of us aren't attractive? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. And I'm, that feels like a backhanded compliment. I don't really know what you're getting at. (laughs) I don't really know how to respond. Yeah. I did used to get that. And when I was younger, Growing up, I did experience the same thing you just described, like this whole process, this period of life where I just thought I was ugly because my light skin friends just got way more attention from boys. And then I don't know, one summer something happened. I got these hips and it was over with. I just said, now, you know, my mom is light bright. So I take my complexion after my father, obviously. And my mom says she always wished she was dark skin. And I haven't purposely always dated light skin gentlemen but that's just I guess what I've attracted because opposites attract who likes likes, exactly my brother his wife is light-skinned and they have a daughter my niece is just as chocolate as she want to be so them genes are strong in the the Lee family I don't care if there's a light-skinned person there somebody's going to be chocolate this topic also came up on Married at First Sight the most recent episode shout out to Married at First Sight they on the West Coast now. I love that show. I finally have admitted to myself that I like watching Married at First Sight because every season I always say, I'm never going to watch Married at First Sight again. The, the experts don't know what the hell they doing. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm caught up watching it again. On last night's episode, one of the new, cu- the new couples from the season, Sasha, she was saying how she felt as though she was outcasted growing up because she was light-skinned. And that's because she's mixed, black and white. And because she was too dark to be considered white, the white people didn't want to fool with her. And Mm. she was too white-skinned to be dark and black-skinned. The black people didn't really want to fool with her. So she felt like she experienced colorism, but it would have been in the opposite way. Not because she was dark, but because she was too light. I mean, I've heard light-skinned women tell me stories about how dark-skinned women were just very mean to them. Like, oh, you think you all that because you light? My friend's, my best friend's girlfriend, she says the same thing about like how some of her darker-skinned friends will say stuff to her in passing and they'll play it off like it's a joke. Hearing it myself as a dark-skinned chick, like when it's played back to me, I'm like, they really, that's not funny. But it's more of an insecurity within themselves than it is the person. Do you think it's something we'll ever get past in this lifetime? Mm, In this lifetime? No. I will say that everybody who feels this way or, or moves out of colorism, like if that's a part of you and you know it, you need to read a book. That's what I'm going to need you to do. Preferably the Willie Lynch syndrome. Let me figure out what the name of this book is because I'm going to need you to go pick it up. Colorism um, is a part of white supremacy, kind of pitting exactly. us against each other. It's called Willie Lynch Letter in the Making of a Slave. So the Willie Lynch Letter. 
go read it. Yeah. I'm a lot more comfortable with myself now at this big age of 38 than I was as a kid growing up and seeing, I guess, the lighter skinned girls getting more attention than I was. Or again, like you said, being told that I was cute for a dark skinned girl or some people telling me I wasn't attractive because I was dark skinned. And then sometimes I feel like I don't know where I fit on the color spectrum, especially when it comes to picking makeup. I always think I'm darker than I really am. I do think it's something that you have to deal with a lot more, especially when you're in school. So it's easier said once you don't have to deal with that too much anymore. And you certainly don't have anybody in your space that would make you feel uncomfortable about your complexion. But yeah, that takes us to our next topic, sex appeal. Recently, there was a video of Angela Simmons, who is the daughter of the famous rapper from Run DMC, uh, Rev Run Simmons. She was in a fashion show for bathing suits, I think was. The video and the pictures were very unedited. It was a very provocative bathing suit. If anybody is familiar with the show that she was on with her parents, it was a reality show about their family. One of the things that Angela used to talk about all the time was that she was waiting for marriage in terms of sex. And then shortly after the show ended, I guess a couple of years, her and her sister, they started their own businesses and things like that with their father's blessing. And then I, I kind of feel like just all out the blue, she was pregnant. So then she just started embracing this more, I guess, adult persona brand or whatever. The guys in the comments on social media were saying that she's beautiful, but that she lacks sex appeal. And, and then in the same breath, they would say, but I would have sex with her. So I was, I, it got me to thinking like, well, what the hell does sex appeal even mean? If you can say you find somebody attractive, you would, I guess you could see yourself having sex with that person. But at the same time, you say they lack sex appeal. I've asked several people what they thought sex appeal meant. I asked you and I asked Ricky and Ricky had a completely different take on what he felt like sex appeal was. And it didn't have anything to do per se with, sex or whether or not you would have sex with somebody oh well this is good because i told you that i think the reason they were weighing in that way is because it's man speak man speak okay yeah like his man rationale as to why they were saying those things so it doesn't surprise me that he would have something totally off the spectrum of what i know the definition of sex appeal to be but i'm all ears what did he say so he said that sex appeal is like these little subtle things that a person does. Like you could be watching somebody, they don't even know you watching them. You know what I'm saying? And something about the way they move, you find sexy. Okay, so what is sexy? So, I mean, again, it could be the way that they smile. It could be the way that they walk, the way that they just kind of stare and watch TV. Those little subtle things are sex appeal. But I'm but like, how many people sitting around watching Angela to know whether that will be sex appeal? And if those subtle things are what you find sexy, what is the definition of sexy? I need to figure this out because I, I want to see if there's like an official uh, definition of sex appeal. The quality of being attractive in a sexual way. Sexual way. <laughs> now look up sexual sexuality comes up and it says capacity for sexual feelings what are you what are you looking at let me see. i just i just googled it you know put it in my phone and and you know sometimes the phone will kind of lead you to what they think you're looking for sexual relating to the instincts physiological processes and act activity and activities connected with physical attraction or intimate physical contact between individuals 
Okay. So sex. Sex. <laughs> and I tried to explain this to you before, but I'm going to say it again the way it was re-explained to me. The reason you have people on Twitter responding to her, I think she lacks sex appeal, but I would have sex with her is because as a man, you would have sex with people you don't necessarily find or deem sexy. So I don't look at her and think, ooh, she's oozing sex. I don't look at her and think, damn, I can't wait to bag that. Ooh, I can't wait to, you know, i wait till I get you home, girl. It's none of that when I see her. But if we were home together and she rub up on me, she got the juice. She do got the boobs. She got a booty. She got a, you know, a round hole that I can fit this square peg into. So I'm going to get it. She's lacking sex appeal in the sense of I don't look at her like I may look at Cardi and think about touching that dangling thing in the back of her throat. However, she ain't ugly. I would sleep with her. Everybody men sleep with are not people that they find sexually attractive. It's one thing for you to be attractive enough for me to have sex with you. And it's a, a separate thing for me to find you sexy. I get it in terms of that there are men are pervs. And at the end of the day, Coochie don't have no face. But to say, <laughs> they like, oh, she bad. She got a nice body, da, da, da. But she don't have sex appeal. I'm like, what? That don't make sense. I don't get it. You can lack sex appeal and still be physically attractive. You have physical attributes that make you fuckable. But I'm not looking at what you have and automatically thinking about sex. But every last dude that said something said, oh, she's bad. She's fine. But she don't have sex appeal. So that that don't compute based upon it what we're does. saying. It does because you can be bad. You can be fine for different reasons. Like you might have some nice tatas, and those chichis might be bad. But that's, that alone does not overall make you sexy because maybe your face just ain't giving it. Maybe as a total package, you're not giving it. The same way she they're saying she lacks sex appeal but they could see themselves having sex with her. There are people to me who are, I mean, or she lacks sex appeal, but she's got fine features. There are right. people who are ugly to me that have sex appeal. With the right combination of drinks, you know, and the right gleam in your eye, in my direction, I can see how you probably not, especially men, it's a man who don't look like nothing, don't look like much of nothing, but you have a conversation with him, he got a certain je ne sais quoi, and yes. you find out real quick, like, oh, that nigga got sex appeal, though. I bet he knocking bitches down left and right. And I can't this explain is why. This is true. know that he got that shit. I would say Lil Wayne is somebody who has sex appeal, but he not fine. And I don't think he got sex appeal, but a lot of the women he's bagged. Yeah, a lot of women do talk about his sex. swag and their interactions with him. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, he is not, from the visual, not sexy. Yeah. Would you agree? He's not, he not sexy to me at all. I even see it with Rick Ross. Rick Ross is not, but he got something there a little bit. Where he gets smashed? <laughs> no, I'm not saying I would smash you. I'm not smashing Rick Ross. That's what I said. I said, I said it's a no. That's what I said. Okay? It's a no. It's, it's a the no. same way you said Uncle Eddie got some sex appeal. You didn't think Uncle Eddie was fine, but you said he was looking sexy. Uncle Eddie. Eddie Ross. Eddie Murphy, I call him Uncle Eddie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He got sex appeal. To you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that 
that was EJ. Okay, Lalawana. It was me and Boomerang. Yes, Eddie was Eddie was fine in in Boomerang. Because it can be just the opposite too. Like I know some women who have a lot of sex appeal, but really, if you take away all the makeup, all the extra, they just basic looking. Cardi, when she had all makeup on and stuff, not so much. Cardi's pretty too. No one's really coming. My brain is drawing a blank right now of female mm. artists, actually. So Kiki kind of reminds me of somebody who I feel like is very cute, but she would not be considered sexy. sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's cute. There's no no doubt about that. She's a very cute girl. But to say she's sexy, sex appeal, mm. but yet she's fuckable. She probably a good time. No sex appeal per se, but you mm-hmm. will have some good sex. That's it. And that's what right. the men want. But I also think they come for Angela just because, again, when Angela came on the scene, it was this whole hallelujah thing. And then all of a sudden she had a baby and she turned on the HOE overnight. It's so um, crazy because it's like once you pick a side with men, you got to ride that out. You can't yeah. be reformed. They <laughs> never going to let you forget it. Because, I mean, Sierra, they won't let her live down being with Future or all of the other, you know, fucking sluggish bones that she has, you know, been with in the past. Like, can I not change my mind? Can I not grow? No, 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 you cannot. But they're all expected to grow. Like, oh, my whole phase is supposed to happen. And now I'm a deep. Okay, bruh. Women never get a pass. If you start out as a hoe, you got to die. You know, another one who I felt like didn't have sex appeal, but has tried really hard to have sex appeal now, Mariah Carey. When Mariah Carey first came out, she was cute. You got to look at some of her older videos when she first came out. Then then she switched over to a more R&B, not pop. And she started doing the twirl, showing her ass cheeks. Black Mariah was trying to give you sex appeal. White Mariah, I had a vision of love Mariah, was just cute Mariah. See, I don't know if I picked up there. I started with the crinkle hair. So I'm, I'm probably, I probably don't have the knowledge of the price. You got to go back when she first came out. That was before my time. So I have to, I'm going to have to revisit right. that. For well, a long time, she was real. She was, she was almost PG-13 before she went rated R. Okay. Okay. And what about Hannah Montana? Miley Cyrus? Please. She tried, she tried way too hard. When I tell you somebody the definition of somebody trying too hard, it will be Hannah Montel, whatever her name is now. You are not going to speak uh, dirt on Miley. I am name not a Miley Cyrus fan. Oh, she well, just too, like she is way okay. too gimmicky for me. She, switched, she, goes, like she bounces around. For me, it almost felt like she was trying to put on the black aesthetic like it was an outfit. And then when she got tired of wearing it, she went back to what she was used to. I don't know about that. I can't agree with that. A lot of her performances were like over the top. Mm, I wasn't feeling it. I like Miley. If we make it personal, sex appeal, do you feel like it's something you have? And then do you feel like it's something I have? It's like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Sometimes people agree, sometimes they don't. For the most part, people typically be on the same page. We were just on the same page about most of them folks you named, except for Uncle Eddie. I'm not, I ain't seeing that one. You know what? I take that back. Because old school Eddie, with some of the stand-ups, when he had on the tight leather uh, two pieces, girl, you better go back and watch. One was purple and one was red. It is his two fa- famous, um, most famous stand-up acts. Young Eddie was sexy. He did have a certain sex appeal about him, even though I've never been attracted to... His sex appeal was based upon being goofy. 
I didn't find him sexy in any of that stuff you describing. But that's what I'm saying. You may have found him sexy at a different arena in his life. Like now you can see it as he's older because you saw him on the Essence magazine or whatever. But at some point in his life, we've seen him in a light and thought, dang, he has sex appeal. Hmm. Even though he's not that attractive. No. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So do you yourself consider yourself having or lacking sex appeal i am way too much of a goofball <laughs> <laughs> just talking about it is making me blush and want to be I'm like <laughs> it's okay to say no i do well i mean it's just like you said i do feel like i'm fuckable but at the same time am i gonna say like i don't feel like i ooze sex appeal you ain't gotta ooze it to have it now hold on bro <laughs> Or it's not coming out of my pores. I just feel I, I'm, I'm regular. That's fair. That's fair. I think for me, it depends on the day. I think <laughs> I think you can catch me on a day and you're like, all right, she giving it to it. Right. Especially when you do like your eight count. No, no. no. It's like before I even do any moves. Just how I'm looking. Just off rip. I walked in the room and like, boom, okay. But if I bust the eight count, Oh, it's, it's, that's when the ooze begins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been practicing the Tamiya dance, the line dance. Are you familiar with it? I am, yeah. So I've been practicing it because obviously I want to do that dance at my wedding. So I felt like now that I got the dance down, Pat, I got a little sex appeal coming out. It's one of those things that is like, you know. And the song itself is very sexy. Yeah, I still don't know how to do that damn dance. I know the first couple steps, but... And I go to a place where they do it like all the time and I still can't learn. I, I found a tutorial on YouTube and I, I followed that thing for a couple hours before I nailed it. I'm going to send it to you. It's, once you watch that, you'll get it. Okay. Since we're doing it at the wedding, I guess I don't have a choice. You don't? You do not? Okay. You need to be up there busting it wide open. Oh, I don't know about wide open. So I will say, and you probably gonna cut me for it, but it's fine because I'm over Zoom. You can't do nothing to me. I think Darnell has sex appeal. My man. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I shouldn't be calling him that. My son. Mm, <laughs> yeah. My boo thing. That's not my boo thing right now because we into it. He does have sex appeal. He's very attractive. Yes. I think he has sex appeal. Like he wear that one hat with the red rim. Okay, like behind every fine man is a finer woman. Don't you forget it. So yeah, guys, what do you think is sex appeal? Like, what does that mean to you when you hear that word? We want to hear what you guys are thinking sex appeal is. We also want to know if you've ever dealt with colorism in your life. You know, I think we all have dealt, dealt with it in some way. If you're a mm -hmm. Black person in this country, you've dealt with colorism to some degree. I, I, yep, whether you realize it or not, you probably you have. And that. if you are a person on the opposite side of that who has done something that reflected you operating out of colorism, mm -hmm. let's do some self-evaluation. Let's check ourselves. And again, go read a book. Absolutely. And we want you to email us at atlwateringhole at gmail.com. Lastly, I just want to touch on, like we were talking about Mary at First Sight, this last episode. And whether we think some of these guys have sex appeal. Justin. No, absolutely growing, not. He's growing on me, but he ain't got no damn sex appeal. He do not have sex appeal. I don't see it. That's, That's not it. For me, dog. Shut up. Um, 
I think Ben, uh, he's attractive, but I don't think he has sex appeal. Correct. I concur. He does not have sex appeal. Miguel, mm -mm. no, no, sex appeal, no. He's handsome, but he don't have sex appeal. If we if we going by the definition of how people are putting this out here, I feel like Miguel has a little sex appeal. You do? Okay, I do. Uh, Nate, I think Nate has sex appeal. Nate definitely has sex appeal. He is steamy. He's spicy. it's almost borderline a little arrogant, but it, he definitely has sex appeal. You think so? J borderline, borderline I'm, arrogant, just slightly. I, I haven't gotten that from him. When when they had their um bachelor party is when I felt like the little arrogance came out. Uh, as for Mr. Mitch. I don't know what to think about Mitch just yet. He's not a bad looking dude. You know, I wouldn't be like ill or anything like that, but some things, some things. But does he give you sex appeal though? Absolutely. Like, no. Yeah, I, it's not, no. it's enough for me. Mm -mm. And it's so interesting because like, again, this varies depending on who you ask because his right. wife thinks he's super sexy. She said that yes. several times. She was like, this I'm very attracted. Okay. okay. Yeah, she kept saying, I love a bald headed, bearded man. It does something to me. So okay. to her, I guess he had all the sex I appeal. I can see that, but I mean, sex appeal is, is subjective, so I'm not surprised there. Mm-hmm, it is. I, I, ooh, and like one of my tests for sex appeal is like, if I see a couple and I think they both have it, it'll be like, I see certain people and I'm like, they look like they have good sex. Sasha and Nate in that shower scene? Oh, because they both have sex appeal. She's sexy and sex he's appeal. sexy. Like, yes. If I look at you as a couple and think like y'all sex probably bomb, then it chances are I think both of you have sex appeal. Yes. Agreed. Agreed there. Yes. I'm so, looking at Justin and and uh <laughs> and I'm just like ah, uh, y'all spicy, but it ain't uh, it what ended up happening was and I hate to say this. But when I saw him without the shirt on, I was like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> I knew before that shirt came off, okay? I knew. About when his shirt came off, I was just like, that's not what I was expecting his chest to look like. Mm -mm. It was giving mm -mm. very much bird chest. But so the question is this, though, before we go, if you don't have it, is there something you can do to get it? Or is it one of those things that, like we were saying earlier, you come out as a hoe, you got to die a hoe. You come out with no sex appeal. You got to die with no sex appeal. I do think you can develop sex appeal over time. There are some people who just not, they're not going to give you no kind of room for, for growth. You know what I'm saying? But I do think sex appeal can be achieved over time. Because like, even with the attraction, like obviously Alexis has said that she's not initially attracted to Justin. I do feel like his sex appeal, I mean, he has swag to me to some degree to where his sex appeal can be built over time. Or he may never or you know. yeah, I mean, you know. Shout out to you, Angela Simmons. If that's what you're working on, girl, I hope you achieve it. Okay, so right, keep right. these swimsuits, kicking these heels up. Right. Think about Janet. When Janet first came out, she had the let's wait a while. No, let's wait a while was very she, the, It's like Ricky said, it could be something subtle, but you still got sex appeal. It might not be oozing or boozing or it can still be there. Janet, it's always been there, girl. I don't know what they were selling off at the branch. <laughs> but you and Michael were some sexy beings. Michael is not. 
He's sexy. I don't give a fuck. Prince is another one. What the hell does Prince look like? The definition of sex. I don't know. I can't explain it. But that's sex. He is the only one who can get away dressing the way he does and you still find him attractive. Correct. So there's yes. no specific way to walk. There's no specific way to talk, to dress. It's you finding your niche. When I get off of here, I'm about to play Dirty Diana as a, a palate cleanser. Dirty Diana. Who? Well, you play that over. and I'm going to play when Doves cry. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but, but all right, y'all. It's been real. been very real. And it is also very late. And we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of ATL Watering Hole. We are out here giving you some of that water, you know, just the thoughts of what we're thinking about the world. Yeah. You want to tell them who you are, EJ? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. I'm about to just leave and don't tell people who I am. EJ Lee of EJ Lee Law Practice, where the model is to be referee whistle official with your intellectual property and your business. Hit me up at 678-343-2799. We've got some good things coming up with live course options and a new website launch. Ow! On August 1st. Yes, I will have all that contact information in the bio box. That's the plug. And I am Luana Fells. Attorney Fells is what they call me. Of the Fells firm, where we specialize in criminal defense and advocacy is always the priority. That's it. Hit us up if you need to. Hopefully you won't. But um, if you are a loved one or in need, we can be reached at www.thefellsfirm.com or 404-610-8677. My email will also be posted below. All right. And we'd like to see you guys at maybe one of our upcoming unbutton happy hours. That is also a thing. You do not have to be a lawyer. In fact, we would like less lawyers to be there. So I don't know if I would say that. We got a ton of lawyers, so we want some diversity. We are going to be at Bully Boy tomorrow on the Beltline. So it's going to be a good time. I anticipated being a good time. All right, All right y'all. y'all. We'll see y'all soon. All right, y'all. It's EJ and your girl Luana. Thank you for listening to another episode of ATL Watering Hole. Please rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe.